Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. I'm going to do a few things tonight, uh, maybe a little different than uh, what you might expect. Um, I'm going to tell you some stories a little bit and just kind of share some thoughts. But uh, when, I, when I minister in the prophetic, I have a certain foundation that I like to kind of operate from. And uh, I think it's really important. If, if, how many really desire to be used by God? Like in the prophetic, and you know, maybe you're already operating in the prophetic. That's awesome. But um, if you if you want to hear God on a daily basis, Amen. Everybody wants to do that. And then, how many would like to be used, kind of in the marketplace, just talking to people about Jesus, Amen, and just sharing sharing uh, God's thoughts. So I have this foundation that I believe, and the first foundation that I I really kind of operate under, try to operate under at all times, is everything I share has to be in a foundation of love. Uh, I call it pastoral spirit. Um, You know, in our day, there's a lot of prophetic people who have great accuracy in their gift, but they have no love in their heart. It's all about their gift. And so they say things that can hurt people. Uh, They can do things that hurt people. And that's not the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ is love. And so it's really important um, that when we enter into any kind of realm of encouraging people, building people up in the prophetic, that we have that foundation. Amen? Isn't that true? How many would agree with that? Amen. The, the second thing is I, I have this conviction that, like I said just a minute ago, God is always speaking. He's always speaking. Sometimes we're not listening, but He's always speaking. And sometimes God speaks in a, in a whisper. Like it's just a gentle whisper. It's an inner kind of prompting in your heart. You just feel a whisper. But the Bible actually says sometimes he thunders. And so let's not limit God by the way he speaks. Just let's believe that he wants to speak to us. Amen? Um, the second thing I, I believe about God always speaking is that um, God has great thoughts about us. The Bible says... In Psalm 149-ish, in the, in the Psalms, let's put it that way. Um, I didn't bring any notes tonight because I just really want to jump out in the congregation and, and just bless as many people as we can. But the Bible says that his thoughts are so no- numerous, we can't even count them. They're like the grains of sand. Let's think about that for a second. You know, sometimes when I'm at home and, um, you know, I'm just, I've had a long week and, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of waiting on the Lord. Sometimes I just sit down in my chair. It's a very comfortable chair. And I just say, God, what are you thinking about me? Because he has lots of thoughts, right? And uh, I, I really don't want God's opinion. I want his thoughts. I, I, just, I really want what God thinks about me. And so many times I'll just sit there. And sometimes it's very simple. Gary, I love you. I'm proud of you. Okay, God. Sometimes it's, hey, uh, this week we're going to go do this. Okay, God. Awesome. I, I, you know, the Bible says this in Ezekiel chapter 1. On the 30th day, 
our 30th year, the fourth month, the fifth day. I sometimes get those interchanged. It might be the fifth month, it might be the fourth month. But the 30th year, fourth month, fifth day, uh, while I was with the captives by the river Trabar, he said, the heavens opened. That's what Ezekiel said. So in other words, I don't know if I shared this on Friday night, but look at there's a specific time. There's a specific there's a specific year, there's a specific month, there's a specific day. There's a specific situation. In other words, he was with the captives. Ezekiel was a captive. And then he says that I was by the river Trabar. There's a specific place where God opens heaven over our lives. And then he said this, three things happen when heaven opens. The first is that I saw visions of God. How many want to see visions of God? You know what I found when God speaks and, and He comes to us? He, he reveals a part of His nature. When God speaks to you, He wants to reveal a part of His nature. I, I told you earlier that I was a messed up teenager, got into drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, um, you know, I was not a social drinker. I drank to get drunk. That's just, that's just the truth. I was broken. I was, I was hurt. I was wounded. And uh, when I got saved... And, uh, and then I got to Bible college. My last semester of Bible college, I needed $1,850. Now, back then, I mean, still today, I guess it's a lot of money. But back then in 85 or 84, it was a lot of money uh, for a, a Bible college kid who had no money. And, uh, and I remember I was, I, was, I was actually at People's Church in Hamilton, where I live. I know the pastor there. We're great friends. But I was at the altar and I was crying out to God. I, it was a specific day. It was the third Sunday in um, January. And it was, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 1980, let's say 84, January 84. And I was crying out to the Lord. I had three things that I was asking the Lord for. The first one was I had an opportunity to take a job at a church in a place called Tilsonburg. My back still hurts when I hear that word. Um, <laughs> I was dating a girl, actually quasi sort of engaged to the girl. We had a ring, and I didn't really want to stay engaged to this girl, but I was too chicken to break it off. And then the third thing was I needed $1,850. And in, in that particular day, in that situation, uh, the Lord opened heaven over my life, and I heard this, take the job, let go of the girl, and I'm going to provide. So I said, okay. And I, and I had another week, and then I got home on that Sunday night, um, and then I went. I was going to Bible college the next day. My parents came to me and said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go up to Bible college. I'm going to open my mailbox, and there's going to be money there. Like, I didn't really know much. Like, you know, I didn't reason things out. God told me he was going to provide. And so she said, well, what are you going to do if it's not there? I said, well, then I didn't hear from God. And um, basically what's go what I'm going to do is pack up my stuff and come home and I'll, I won't finish Bible college. So my mom walked out of the room. My dad's like, you know, son, you've got to have faith and you've got to believe. And, and uh, I said, yeah, dad, I'm, I'm believing. And my mom walked back into the room with an envelope full of $1,850 in cash. And she said to me, she said, Gary, on Monday morning, people started calling me and saying, God woke me this morning to give Gary money for Bible college. And before the week was out, I had $1,850 in 
and I was able to finish my Bible college. Now, listen, great story, right? But, but see, I had never seen God as Jehovah Jireh until that moment. And from that moment, I have never wavered in my trust that he is my God of supply. Because, see, the revelation of that became personal. And because it became personal, it became powerful in my life. And for all of my life, I have lived trusting the Lord, knowing that he is Jehovah Jireh. Listen, what do you need God to open up over your life, a revelation of who he is, so that you would walk out of here tonight and you'd say, I know he's my healer. I know he's my deliverer. I know he's my strong tower. You know, one of the words, uh, names of God is that he's the Lord of breakthrough. Do you know him as the Lord of breakthrough? And then Ezekiel said this, said that I saw heaven open, and he said, I saw visions of God. And then he said this, the word of the Lord came expressly to me. Now that word expressly is a very interesting word. It means to point, to challenge, to charge, to come with purpose. That God actually wants to bring purpose into your heart. When he speaks, he speaks to bring purpose into your spirit. He doesn't speak to coddle you. He doesn't speak to make you just feel good. He actually speaks to kind of push you forward. In fact, one of the words centered around prophecy actually has this idea of pushing you, advancing you forward. How many need advancement? Like you might be saying, look, I'm stuck here. I've been stuck in this place for two years, six months, a year, whatever the time limit. Listen, the word of the Lord can come and just push you out, dislodge you from the place you're in into a new place. That's what prophecy does. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah 55, it says that my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, right? My ways are higher than your ways, right? Now listen, it doesn't say my thoughts are inaccessible. It doesn't say my thoughts can't be attained. It just means you and I have to get to a higher level in our thinking, right? And how we do that is the Bible says that we now, when we receive the Holy Spirit into our life, we have the mind of Christ that we can actually begin to think like God. Listen, we can speak like God. Come on, we can feel like God. We can act like God. We can walk in His power. And so when we're talking about the thoughts of God tonight, I just want you to know that God wants you to access. Now, I will say this. My name's Gary. I'm not a fortune teller. I can't tell your fortune. I have to say that because I'm in Asia a lot, and it's very common for uh, people to go to fortune tellers. So they expect to hear things. And what I've appreciated about going to Asia is the level of hunger. You know, God responds to hunger, right? So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to get hungry tonight. Like I know you made, I went to Swiss Chalet before dinner tonight, you know. So you might have had some dinner, and you might be full. Listen. Can you have a spiritual hunger tonight? Because what I have found is when there's a spiritual hunger in the room, it pulls prophecy out of you. It just does. 
it's like you're putting a demand on me. I was at a church the, earlier in the week, like on Wednesday, and uh, there were maybe 50, 60 people in there, and I was like, whew, I don't know if I can even prophesy that many. And before the night was out, I prophesied about 40 people. And I was, I was, I was ready. I mean, they wanted to go home, but I was ready. I was, I was in gear because what happened was the Spirit of the Lord came into the room because the, there was a hunger. So, listen, would you be hungry? Who's hungry? Come on, say, I'm hungry. Come on, I'm hungry for God. Now, listen, you may not get a personal prophecy tonight, but if you're listening, you'll hear God. And God will speak to you. Before this night's over, um, we're going to have an impartation time. And what, I'm, what I believe in impartation is this. That if you'll, if you'll be hungry, what, what's on me in terms of what I believe God wants to do is that he'll give you what I call the ability to hear him, a hearing ear. That God wants to awaken our ears to hear him. Amen? It's not about getting a personal prophecy. It's about every day you spending time with God and God speaking to you. This morning, God spoke to me. I read, read his word, and God spoke to me from the book of Acts, and it was so rich and so warm, and it was just all about, I, I actually had to stop yesterday because I didn't want to go any further, and I started reading Acts chapter 2, but I stopped at 39, and then I went to 40, and I said, I'm going to read 40 today, and as I began to read 40, the Lord began to speak to me, and this is what he said in verse 41, it says, those, then those who gladly received his word were baptized and the Lord said Gary would you be gladly willing to receive my word like sometimes I'm not always glad to receive God's word now remember this God is always speaking good thoughts the Bible says in Jeremiah 29 11, right for I know the thoughts or the plans that I have for you not of evil but to give you a future and hope, but good, and to give you a future hope. So in other words, prophecy is never to bring harm. It's never to bring correction. It's never being, never to bring, you know, defeat or negativity on your life. In fact, if somebody comes up and gives you some kind of negative word, you can actually just say, I don't receive that in Jesus' name, because that's not God. God is always speaking good thoughts. Amen? Now, I have to tell you this story because... It, uh, what I'm about to do, and um, is sometimes, you know, prophecy doesn't make sense. Have you ever thought that? You ever got a word that doesn't make sense? I've got many words that don't make sense in the moment. They just don't make sense. But God has a plan, and God figures it all out. In 2017, I was in Singapore. I didn't share this on Friday night, did I? I know I shared it with the staff. I don't think I shared it on Friday night. Did I share this on Friday night? Okay. Let me just say this. In 2017, I, I sometimes don't know which stories I share. In 2017, I was in Singapore. First, first church I'd been to, second time back there. The pastor gives me this great word. He says, Gary, I'm going to prophesy over you. He prophesies me this really great word. And at the end, he goes, you're going to go to Kyrgyzstan. Now, in my mind, I said, Stan who? Where is that? Is that a restaurant we're going to after? Like, you know, Kirk and Stan, you know? Like, I, I had no idea. I didn't know anybody in that area. I didn't even know where that was. I had no contact with anybody. It did not make sense to me. But I've learned to say yes to the Lord. And so in that moment, I said, okay. And I wrote it down. I have the tape, wrote it down. 
And I, I just, I just been praying into it, Lord. In July 2017, just a few months later, I was in Puebla, Mexico, the other side of the world. And I'm doing a, uh, a missions trip. I'm with three churches. I'm with the first church. And the pastor and I are talking about Asia. I said, I love Asia. When I see Asians, I go, they're my people. You know, I just love Asians. I, I just love being in Asia. And he goes, I've done some work in Asia too. I go, where? He goes, Kyrgyzstan. I said, you're the door. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I got a word about Kyrgyzstan. I know nobody. And so we took out our phones. We, he connected me through WhatsApp, a guy named Ivan, Ivan Krukov. Ivan Krukov. By the way, that's my grandson. Just, you know, he's awesome. You know, I meant to put him on there, but he is awesome. He's not Ivan. But I connected with this guy named Ivan. This is Ivan. You can't see him, but Ivan Krukov. And in Ivan's broken English, he goes, Pastor Kiri, we want you to come to Kyrgyzstan. So then I Google, how do I get to Kyrgyzstan from Toronto? And I figure it's going to cost me, with all my expenses, $5,000 to go. I don't have $5,000. Ushers, come forward. So I don't have $5,000, but I know who does. So I said, you said it. You got a supply. So, 2017 goes by, I say, Ivan, you know, we'll see what God does, right? Then, March 2018, I'm back in Singapore, and I'm working with a group of business guys, and some random dude, his name is Pak Chi, he's driving me back to where I stay in Singapore. I don't know him, we just met. We're talking about the weather, you know? And he goes, hey, do you want to go to Kyrgyzstan? I said, What? He goes, yeah, I've been going to Kyrgyzstan for the last 10 years. I go twice a year. And this morning when you were ministering, God told me, invite him to do a pastor's conference. I was like, uh, okay, sure. I don't know him. So I said, look, I'm coming back in, September, in August. Let's talk again. He goes, no problem. I didn't tell him about the prophecy, you know. And so August, I'm back. I'm having lunch with him. And we're talking. And I said, hey, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I got a prophecy about uh, going to Kyrgyzstan, actually in Singapore. And I said, I met this guy in Kyrgyzstan named Ivan. He goes, Ivan? And he kind of smiled. He goes, Gary, Ivan's not a normal name in that region. He says, I know an Ivan, but he's in Kyrgyzstan. No, I didn't want to be an American in Florida who asked me, do you know Bob in Vancouver and I'm from Toronto? You know what I'm talking about. Anybody ask that, you know? You know, do you know my cousin Bill in Alberta? You know, so I didn't want to be that guy, but I said, well, here's, here's the guy I met, Ethan. I said, my, my grandson. I said, here's Ivan, and he pulled out his parachute. And it was the same guy. And he goes, Gary, Ivan is in Singapore right now. Tomorrow night he's coming to my house for dinner. you got to come to my house. So I was preaching somewhere. So after preaching, they let me go. And I went to Ivan's, uh, uh, Pac's house. And there's Ivan, his wife, and another pastor. Ivan has planted 60 churches. And he's since moved back to Kazakhstan to take over the whole work. So now he speaks better English. He goes, Pastor Gary, you come to Kyrgyzstan in Kazakhstan. Yeah? I'm like... Yes, this is amazing, right? And so literally, like in the less than two years, I make all these connections. So I happen to be going to Israel in December of 2018. I'm, I'm, I got connected to a Messianic Russian Jew congregation from a friend in Chicago. This pastor, I didn't want to go, and he, he, he said, you got to come. And I had one week, and he took the week. 
And so I'm there, and I'm about to prophesy. We saw 25 Russian Jews get saved. And so I'm about, I'm just going to about prophesy over all of them, right? So I'm telling this story. Amen, amen, amen. It's always good to see salvation. So I'm, I'm about to prophesy over them, and I'm telling this story about Ivan because some things don't make sense. At the end of the service, the pastor comes up to me and goes, Giddy, Ivan is our brother. We've known Ivan for 25 years. He's part of our movement. I was like, God, how do you do this? Now, I still need $5,000. Ushers, where are you? $5,000. March 2019, I'm back in Singapore. And I'm having breakfast with a friend, a business friend. We've done ministry together in China and Japan together. We're just talking. We're just having a good time, catching up. Hadn't seen him for a little while. He's kind of moving back and forth to Japan. It feels like he's called there. And, and so he says to me, he said, Gary, you never ask for money. And I said, no, I really don't. And he goes, this morning the Lord spoke to me. And he said, I'm to give you money for Kyrgyzstan. And he had written a check for guess how much? $5,000. In August of 2019, I find myself in the nation of Indonesia, and I'm at a pastor's conference, ready to go. We're kind of hanging out in the hotel lobby, and I see this couple. I smile at them, and uh, we all get on the bus together. So I go, I go up to him. I go, hi, my name's Gary. How you doing? And then he goes, I, I said, I'm from Canada. He goes, hello, my name is Alexander. I'm from Kyrgyzstan. And I went, do you know this guy? And he goes, Ivan, Ivan is my best friend. Now, I was actually supposed to go in October of last year, but I had a heart attack in September. And so, um, you know, I've, I've postponed it. I'm actually going in, Mar in May of this year. And uh, one of my other friends is coming with me, and we're going to go. We're going to go to Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. Amen? Listen, God's a good God. Listen, one word. Kyrgyzstan, one word, and God had purpose in that word, and God began to connect the dots, and in a matter of two years, everything that I needed was lined up, isn't God good, so listen, I want you to do this, come on, I want you to just close your eyes, and I want you just to open your heart, and we're going to pray, and then I'm just going to go and pick a few people out and then come over on each side. And we're going to minister to people. Then we're going to have uh, uh, some corporate stuff. And we're just going to believe God to speak to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Just if you're, if you're spirit-filled and you speak in tongues, come on. Just pray in tongues right now. Come on. Just pray. Come on. Don't be like, you know, quiet, reserved Christians. Come on. Be Pentecostals and speak out loud. Come on. Come on. Pray in the Spirit. Come on. Hunger. Come on, hunger for God. Hunger for God. Come on, you're building up your most holy faith. That's what the Bible says. You're building up your most holy faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah. stop here. 
And I, I feel like uh, I wrote some things down tonight, and I, I feel like I want to do a corporate thing if I could. Um, where is it? My phone is here. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible in 2 Corinthians where Paul says, he says that uh, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? But against powers and principalities. And then in Corinthians, he said it this way. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. Now, I, I see a progression there. I see, I see thoughts, high thoughts, arguments, and strongholds. If you capture the thought, it doesn't become a higher thought. But if you don't capture the higher thought, then it becomes an argument. And if you don't deal with the argument, then it becomes a stronghold in your life. Paul says you got to pull those down. I felt like the Lord in worship say this to me, that tonight there are people here. I'm writing. I'm just going to get what I, what I wrote just so I make sure. There are people here who have struggles in your mind. You have battles and you have arguments. I mean, literally, you have arguments. You, you can, it, like, it's almost like a trigger. You think of a situation and there's this battle that goes on in your mind. And some of it leads to anxiety and depression, but, but it's arguments, it's arguments, it's arguments. I could tell you a story how God invaded my mind and, and broke arguments in my mind. And, and I had an encounter with God, and, and it's been literally seven, eight years where there's been no arguments. I said to my wife, there's nothing up there. And she goes, I can attest to that. There's nothing up there. You know, but the truth is, I battled arguments. I had situations. Some of it was rooted in offense, just to be very honest. It was rooted in offense and hurt. But some of it was just demonic. So if you battle with arguments in your mind, you know, maybe you feel like you're a failure. Maybe you, you, you know, you've had lies spoken to you as a, as a, ch a child and you can't get over it. Listen, I really feel like this is a prophetic moment that God wants to bring deliverance to you. And so if that's you, just quickly, come on, stand to your feet. Don't be afraid. Just stand to your feet. God wants to bring a healing tonight. He wants to bring a deliverance tonight. Listen, listen, God wants to set you free. Some of you, I'm going to say it this way, some of you have a hard time sleeping. You have a hard time sleeping at night. You have a hard time getting to sleep, and then you have a hard time sleeping. And sometimes the enemy visits you in the night with dreams, with assaults, God wants to heal you tonight. Amen? This always happens when I go down this track. I, I, don't, I don't understand it, but like so many Christians literally live with arguments in their mind. Now, now listen, I, I, I believe that you have to take stock of your heart. And some of it may be rooted in offense. And so you have to forgive, right? Only we have to choose to forgive. But the Bible says this. Paul said it this way. He said, I put on the helmet of salvation. You know, for about 35 years now, I put on the helmet of salvation. I just keep putting it on every day. I see myself dressed in armor. I 
take up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, praying always in the Spirit. I want you to just lift your hands. Come on, church, just lift your hands. you to say this with me. Jesus, you're in control. You're in control of my thoughts. You're in control of my heart. Jesus, I give you control. I yield to you. Every lie, every argument, every battle, I bring them into submission to you. I yield to you. I surrender them to you, Lord. I receive your deliverance. wait here. Just let God speak to you right now. Just let him bring freedom to your heart. Father, I take authority right now over every thought, every lie, every argument, every high thought, every stronghold. Lord, we bind that in the name of Jesus and we loose your power upon every mind here standing. Lord, we break every accusation, every accusation. setting you free right now. Tonight when you sleep, you're going to have the sleep of the righteous. God's touching you. His power is available right now. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No wicked word spoken against you will prevail. The Lord is your help. He's your shield. He's your buckler. He's the lifter of your head. He's the healer of your heart. He's healing you. He's healing you right now. He's touching you. strength 
on, just see that new strength coming into your heart. Just yield. Yield to the Lord. God is able. God is able. He is not a man that he should lie. He is faithful who promised. I believe the Lord is saying tonight that this is a breakthrough moment. It's a moment where God is, oh, he's just liberating. He's just coming to liberate you. He's coming to set you free. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many would sense right now in this moment you feel a breakthrough happening? Come on, you just feel a breakthrough. You just feel the Lord touching you. Come on, God, God wants to do this. Listen, I believe before, before, listen, I, I believe before the end of the week, if you will pray every day, just pray into this, I believe you'll have a breakthrough. If you're not necessarily feeling it right now, but listen, I believe you'll have a breakthrough. Because God does not want the enemy to win. Come on, we are mighty in God. Amen? All right, you can be seated just for a moment. Listen, here's the next thing. Now, it's going to get a little personal, but it's okay. I feel like there's been some people here that are walking in disappointment. You're walking in betrayal. And you're walking in failure. Now, you might have had disappointment. You might have had betrayal. And you might, be, you might have had a failure. It might be one or the other. Or it might be all three. But I feel like the Lord wants you to know that he wants to heal tonight. He wants to set an appointment in your spirit where he would break through for you tonight. So if that's you, if you've had that happen to you, I want you to stand to your feet. Come on, just be bold. In fact, what I want you to do, stand to your feet and come to the front right now. Come on, come to the front because we're going to break this off of you tonight. None of you should live in disappointment, shame, betrayal, failure, none of you. Just form a line. Just form a line. Yeah. Just so. Jakey, come on up and just lay hands on people. Just walk through. Just pray. Just, just gently pray over them. And we're going to pray. We're going to break this. Now, church, come on. I know you're not in this part, but you need to pray, okay? Come on. Just extend your faith to these folks because God's going to, he's going to do something right in this moment. He's going to break it off. Some people here are living in this. They're experiencing it every day. The enemy's tormenting them, and God wants to break that off their life. He wants to break torment. He wants to break failure off their life, and he wants to break disappointment because God is a God of appointment. Amen? Come on. You at the front, just lift your hands and begin to pray. Come on. Just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Begin to let God begin to touch you and strengthen you in Jesus' name. Disappointment will be broken right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Awesome, awesome, guys. Um, early on in worship, when I was just praying and seeing if I had a word, and just Gary really confirmed it, was um, is the Second Timothy, one six and seven. It says, "For this reason, I, rem- I uh, remind you to fan the flame of the gift of God, which is uh, in you through a laying on of hands. For the Spirit of God gives those uh, gifts, not, not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline." And really to go further with that is what I, what I feel is, is we go to a weekend like this and God's presence starts to stir us and the flame of God in us starts to get stirred up. And the reason is we're coming to church several times throughout the weekend and we're getting stirred up, we're getting stirred up. And we wanna keep that flame going, we wanna keep those gifts going. And I heard it once said before, even when you get in your word, if you're disciplined, you're doing it once in the morning and that's it, and then you, you start the flame in the morning, your, devis- your devotions, but it starts to fizzle out, starts to fizzle out. And then the next day you stoke it up and that's good, that's better than what a lot of people do, but bring God throughout your whole day. You know what I mean? Like Gary, I, I've been tra- like traveling around with this man a bit and you see, I constantly catch him just kind of praying in tongues. What's he doing? He's stirring the spirit of God in him. Not just in the morning, he's doing it throughout the day. He's bringing God with him throughout the day, randomly getting in his word, like on your lunch break. How many times we pull out the phone And we look at it when we're lying. Do you look at your Bible? Are you looking at Instagram? Stir the flame of God in you. Stoke that flame. That presence starts to consume you and that faith comes up. King David says that, God, you are my stronghold. What's he doing? He's building bricks of God around him. And when you're walking daily, you're stirring the flame. You're allowing God to move. You're allowing to hear your voice. But how many times we go through a funk and you don't stir that flame? You go days, you go weeks, and you come to church the next week and that's the next time you put it and it's literally just embers barely burning when you come through the door and then you get here and you're in a great church with great pastors and great worship and you get the flame stirred and then you leave and you don't stoke that flame I believe God wants you guys not only in the morning but just walk with him think about him pray in tongues when the pastors are asking when Pastor Gary says let's pray in tongues and he's about to prophesy he's asking you to stir the flame Stir the faith, stir the gift. He wants you to partake in the time of ministry. And if we don't do that, we just sit and we kind of listen and we're looking around. We're not stirring our spirit. We're not stirring the flame of God in us. The scripture says our God is a consuming fire and he's gonna come down and consume us, but we need to, it's our responsibility. And the final thing that really triggered it is I seen, it said stoke the flame. Well, what happens sometimes, stoke is the breath of God comes. And you know what happens when you're on fire for God? You start to set other people on fire around you. You start to have a movement in your church, in your small group, on your worship team. That's exciting. I've had seasons where I'm burning hot and I'm seeing that. I've had seasons where I'm barely keeping alive and I've had friends come stoke the flame for me. I'm in a season lately where I'm like, man, I really need the word of God in my life. I need the spirit of God in my life. And not just in the morning, not just in the weekend, all the time, all the time. So let's take what Gary and what they've been doing this weekend and take it with you throughout your week. Keep stirring the flame. And you guys are going to see great things, I believe, come in this church. Thank you, Jake. Um, I know this may not uh, be what you anticipated tonight, but I feel like I'm going to do two things and then we're going to finish. The, this one is, I, I think it's for maybe one or two people. It might be for all of you. But I feel like the Lord showed me that there's some people here who have had a wrong connection with God the Father. And that God the Father wants to connect with you again. And some of you may not feel like he's your protector. 
Maybe you've had some circumstances in your life that have caused you to really, it's created insecurity. It's created this sense of apprehension. But God the Father wants to reveal himself to you tonight. He wants to heal you. And he wants to just release you into a new level of knowing him, that he's a good God. So, again, maybe one person, maybe nobody here. It might be just for me again. But if you're here and you'd say, you know what? something in there just kind of resonates with me. I feel like maybe there's some things in my history and my maybe even my personal relationship with my dad or even authority figures. You know, people I trusted and, and they did things that I knew they shouldn't do. They said things that they shouldn't have said. Listen, God wants to heal that. So come on, we're going to do another exercise. You know, this is, these are, this is just as prophetic as me saying God would say to you this. This is just as prophetic, and when you stand, it becomes a prophetic act where you say, I'm, I'm drilling a stake here. God's going to meet me in this moment. I'm going to get healing from this. I'm going to walk into a new season. Look at how many days are we into the new year? 19. 19 days into a decade, a new decade that God can bring deliverance. Amen? Come on, just stand to your feet if that applies to you. Thank you for your honesty. Come on, thank you for just your willingness to to recognize there's an issue here. There's something that I need to correct. Is that for me? You're awesome. Hallelujah. All right, listen again. Let's let's assume the posture. Come on, it's a posture of surrender. Holy Spirit and the Father, He's going to come right now. Listen, he's going to heal something in your heart. You know, the wound. You might have had a bad leader or, you know, bad father figure. Come on, right now, God, just say, say this with me. Father, I come to you. I trust you. I trust you to heal my heart. I trust you to take away my pain. I want to connect deeper with you, God. I want to live with such a love and a security in my soul. Mend my heart. Touch me right now. Come on, just touch me right now, Lord. Now just let him. Just let him come right now. Just give that area to him. You know, give him the pain. Come on, give him the hurt right now. Just say, Lord, it's yours. Here it is. I give it to you. Take it away, Lord. Lord, I just, I just get, I hand it over. Just, would you symbolically just see yourself handing it to God? Just putting it in his hands. every person standing here today. I pray that they would have an encounter with your love. I break off the pain, the insecurity, the words, the careless words that were spoken. Maybe the careless actions that were done. 
maybe even the premeditated actions, Lord, we just speak to them right now to be removed, that healing would flow. I release healing over every person standing here tonight. Broken hearts mended in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now, we release finish tonight and uh, pastor asked if I would do this and I, I um, I'm always up for this um, I feel like uh, you know sometimes you go into a meeting and you think you're going to prophesy your brains out and then you only prophesy to a few people and and sometimes that's God God orders it that way and I, and it's not to create any disappointment it's just sometimes God wants to do other things how many have felt like the Lord's done something in your heart tonight like he came with one expectation, but he exceeded your expectation. Amen. Here's what I feel like the Lord wants to do. And, and um, uh, I feel like God would want to have an impartation time. And uh, if you'll permit me, I'd like to pray and just pray over you. And uh, we're going to like have a line over here and just have you walk through. And we're going to pray over you, just anoint you. Now, I'm just a guy from Hamilton, okay? Nothing real special about me. My wife thinks I'm special, and my, my grandson thinks I'm special. But there's nothing real special about me. But I do know that there's something that's on me. Uh, I, I, like I say, I, I, I've got some crazy stories that God's doing in my life at this point, And I do believe in impartation. I believe one of my roles in the kingdom, first of all, is to stir people in hope and promise that God's a God of promise. Amen? But secondly is that I believe God wants you to hear Him. And so I feel like one of my roles is to an impartation to open your ears so that you can begin to hear God. Now, you might hear God. That's okay. You don't have to come up. That's just less people for me to pray over. Um, that's fine. But if you want it, listen, even a prophetic impartation, you know that God would want to just drop a gift in you and just you'd begin to stir your heart and all of a sudden you'd find yourself at Swiss Chalet talking to your waiters and she's crying and you're not getting your chicken. And, and it's okay because they're getting saved. Amen? Or maybe God's going to put you in a boardroom with a bunch of unsaved people looking at you like you're from another planet and all of a sudden you're prophesying and you're rocking their world. So how many want that? Would you be open to that? We'll just take a few minutes. Now listen, this is not renewal days, okay? Not like this. Just kind of... Because you're hogging the line. Just keep walking, okay? Just keep walking. Even if God's touching you, just walk like this, okay? It's okay. Just get out of the way. It's okay. Because we want to pray over everybody, okay? And Jake is driving tonight, and I want him to be awake when we're driving, okay? So Jake's going to help me. We're just going to, we're going to form a line. 
okay? And we're just going to pray. So just going to pray. Just pray anointing. And listen, I'm just a guy from Hamilton, but can you believe by faith, the power of agreement, something's going to touch you. Something's going to come on your life. Amen? Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you that you are our rock, our strength, our shield, and our portion. You're all we need. Lord, as we walk from this place today, we thank you for moments, prophetic moments where you invade, where you touch us, you speak to us, you, you encourage us to keep believing, keep pressing on, keep moving on. Lord, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to your purpose. So God, we thank you that you are who you said you are that you will be who you said you will be, that you are a God who is faithful. You are always faithful. You are a God of great promises. And so I pray today, Lord, as we have just laid hands on people tonight, that there would be an awakening, an activation of not only hearing your voice, but operating in your voice, speaking words of life over people. Lord, ministering out of love, ministering out of life. Lord, I pray as we walk from this place, Lord, that your grace would be sufficient. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Pastor Jack. Amen. Wow. How many people are blessed from this weekend? Amen. It's interesting, I don't know about you, it's interesting when you come to a service or to a weekend and you have expectation, and then that expectation is totally, not only shifted, but blown out of the water. And you walk away with a prophetic word over your life or a prayer over your life or just watching and learning how to hear the voice of God in a different way and you just know that now it's up to me to apply it to my life so that from this moment on I grow in my walk with the Lord and it's not waiting to that next service it's not waiting to that next weekend it's Every day, I can walk in this. And just knowing and believing that you can hear the voice of God. And not only can you hear the voice of God, but he wants to speak to you. Not just daily, but every moment of the day. And so I don't be you. I just encourage to open my ears to hear the Father speaking to change the way that I listen because I need to adapt to his higher ways. And so my prayer is, our prayer is, Bethel, as you, as you leave this weekend, that it's not just a great weekend or a great service. It's a life transformation moment that you've encountered the Lord in a new way. And just like so many times in the Bible, one encounter changed people's lives forever forever. I think of Paul who was Saul one moment 
and one encounter with the Lord, he became Paul. And we have basically most of the New Testament because of him. So what is God calling you to? This weekend we heard, what is he pushing you to? What, is, what are you supposed to step into? And as we talked already with Bethel, we believe the word for us this year is actually step. And so what are, what are you stepping into? And so I just believe and declare that this is not a moment. This is a stepping to what God has for us next. And so tonight as you go home, as you think about tonight, as you think about what's going on and you, you go over the words that were spoken over you or the words that were being spoken that you just kind of reached out and snagged for yourself, which is also really okay. I do it all the time, word for somebody else. I'm like, I'll just take that. That's okay. And walk in that and ask God, God, what is next? And if you, if you pray in a heavenly language, pray in tongues tonight. Just as you go to sleep, rest in his presence and just enjoy him. And remember as you lined across the front and things were prayed off of you and broken off of you, remember that they were broken off. They're gone in the name of Jesus. And there's moments in our lives where we need to remind ourselves, no, that got broken off in the name of Jesus Christ. Pastor Gary and Jake, I just want to say thank you for your time this weekend. I know it's, I know it's what you, you feel called to and you, your heart is it's about the people, but I just want you to know that the time that you've invested into our church, the time that you've invested into myself and my family, it doesn't go unnoticed. And it's just been a privilege to get to know you even more this weekend. And it's an honor to know you. It's an honor to see what God is doing in your life. And so thank you so much for coming. And I'm pretty sure if it's okay with you, it won't be the last time you're here. okay with you guys I think we'll have him back again sometime can we stand together we're gonna close this off in prayer and then I just encourage you to talk to one another you know what ask each other what is God asking you to step into because here's the thing when you confess what you're supposed to step into and you tell somebody they hold you accountable there's accountability in our lives. One, to hold us accountable so we don't step into things we're not supposed to. And then there's holding us accountable for our abilities. And so have someone in your life that does both. Father God, I thank you for this weekend. I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you what you've done in Bethel. I thank you what you've done in everybody's individual lives. Lord, I thank you for how you're moving, not just in Bethel, but in Stratford. And Lord, we just declare that today, this weekend, was not just a high, it wasn't one of those moments on the top of a mountain, but Father, these were building blocks that Lord, now we build even higher off of, that we continue to grow, and for everyone in this room, we know that we're supposed to take a step forward, and as we step, we walk with you, Holy Spirit. And now we have the confidence and the reminder for some of us, a fresh touch, to know that we hear the voice of God. And that we can walk in that and we can speak into people's lives. And that, Lord, not only give us the faith to know that we can hear you, but give us the boldness to speak for you. And so, Lord, lead us 
guide us, strengthen us. Father, I pray over Speak Life Global, and I just pray, Father, that you take it to even more nations than Pastor Gary could ever imagine, that, Father, his influence will grow and multiply this year far beyond what he ever imagined, and that, Lord, you will protect him and Sheila as they travel, that, Father, as he said, he is walking through things and uh, serving through things now for his next generation, for his son, Josh, and, Lord, for his grandson, Ethan, that, Lord, he is building a strong foundation that they will walk on the next level of and go farther than he ever imagined. And so, Lord, we just declare your anointing and your peace over him and his family and your provision far beyond what he ever imagined. And so, Lord, be with them as they travel home tonight and as he flies out tomorrow. Just anoint him in a fresh way, a more powerful way. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.